The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Harry finally finds some clarity, and the fate of Keane's presidency lies on a Hail Mary mission. We dig in on the Homeland After Buzz show next. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin hello 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 here it goes (laughs) (laughs) music great intro beautiful intro there it goes the trumpet (laughs) is my cue hello everyone welcome to the homeland after bus show i am leslie and i am roger and happy to be here yeah happy sunday we're covering two fantastic episodes today episode 10 clarity and episode 11 all in and a lot has happened we've got so much to cover this these two episodes (laughs) yes we do yes we do um so you know in these two episodes we finally sort of wrapped up the whole carrie franny storyline a little bit and then Keen's presidency right now is like hanging on by like a lifeline. I know what a what a way to start off that episode. I mean, we we start off with uh, with Franny's life in the balance. Uh, is she going to have Carrie officially on paper listed as her guardian, or is Carrie going to hand over the reins? And honestly, maybe it's semantics. Maybe it doesn't matter. But it's it's interesting because at the end of the day, you know, as a mother. She, Carrie does end up losing her rights. Yes, but I feel like it all really is for the best. Um, I think the whole Carrie's parenthood over Franny was definitely one of the most compelling storylines this season as it's starting to wind down. But I was happy to see it finally come to some kind of resolution, Um, even if it did mean Carrie losing physical rights to Franny. um, But I think it really will work out for the best. And we saw some growth. We saw yes. some growth from Carrie herself. And it happened suddenly, actually. I mean, she she realized, and, and maybe it was the speech that her sister gave her in the courtroom, mm-hmm. she is special. And we've known this. I mean, she, yep. she's been a, a special part of the CIA for years. And they obviously saw something in her, and we've seen something in her. And I feel like when you're that type of person that's special, and you kind of... You you need to be you need to put your resources and your efforts where they're needed best. You you're not you're not afforded the ability to have a stable family, and unfortunately, that came crashing towards Carrie's life at, at the worst possible moment, actually. But it it was necessary, and it, I, I was actually really impressed to see the growth in her. I agree, um, and because of that, we got to see her go full. You know, no distractions, carry spy mission mode in episode 11, all in. She was all in. She was all in. Um, and actually, you're right. That was really good. Exactly. We, we actually had a comment last week um, from Lori Stone Haskell. And she said, you know, Claire, uh, Claire isn't a present and available mother to Franny because she's a painful representation of Brody. And, and I don't know if that'll be the case. And maybe we say that as fans throughout uh, the show. But... Maybe there was a painful, you know, uh, reminder every time she saw Franny. Franny didn't 
uh, from what I remember, Franny wasn't a planned baby. <laughs> and so not only is she not an available mother, but every time she sees her, it is a painful representation of someone that she loved and a, a difficult time in her life. It's definitely an interesting observation. And I feel like Carrie probably has... I believe a zillion things going through her head at once. And so that's probably something that does come back to mind. And even at the end of the previous episodes, when she found Dante's body and she sees all those flashes, that's stuff that we move on from as viewers. But, yeah. you know, as her character, like she lives with that all the time. You I, know, I, I think it was pa- in season five, I believe, um, where it might have been the the Germany season or it might have been the previous season. But after the whole debacle that we saw occur in the season, she comes back in the final episode. It's actually a bit boring and it was controversial with fans at the time because it's basically just her coming back home mm-hmm. and just living at home like a regular person. And as a viewer of Homeland, you're like, what the hell? I don't want to watch this. <laughs> but you're right. She, Carrie, we're so used to this type of lifestyle that we forget that you know, they're, they're still people. And so, again, this whole this whole court case was a painful reminder of Carrie realizing that she's not meant to do this. Yeah. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. So episode 10, Clarity, um, begins with her electric shock treatments, which we have not seen in a while. Oh, my God. Um, and this is, I believe, the third that we've seen Carrie undergo yeah. throughout the series. Um, so before the whole court case, she is working on bettering herself. And um, I looked this up because even when you still, like, see it on the show, the electric shock sh- treatments, it still feels like it's antiquated. And I'm like, is this really a thing? And apparently it is. Um it, it, it's still a practice used to induce minor seizures and reverse symptoms of certain mental illnesses. It still feels simplistic, right? Like, we should have gone it's, past that. It feels bizarre. But then, you know, there are... She has that exchange with Saul where she was like, I know you think it's crazy, yeah. but it helps me. It's scary. When I... um. When I was in law school, I actually worked for the Attorney General in New York. And I don't remember the case in particular, but there was a case where... We had a uh, we had a plaintiff who ended up going through that treatment, and I remember thinking, "Oh my God, is this still legal?" Like, I don't think a lot of people realize that it's not just Hollywood. This is actually still a thing in many states. In mm-hmm. a lot of states, it's actually been barred, but it's it's considered it's not considered as caveman-ish as we might think. Which to me is still a bit horrifying because I don't I feel like the brain is a sensitive thing. And the fact that we're going through legal cases in this way, it's it's scary. And the fact that a former CIA agent finds this appropriate, I mean, who are we to decide, right? She's deciding her own fate. Right. Uh, that whole sequence, to me, felt very... It was it was tense building. Like they're like, okay, countdown, and then they put the muzzle oh. <laughs> or something in her mouth, and then they put the little um, whatever circular bars thing on her temples, and just the whole thing is it's obviously very uncomfortable. And then when she, you know, after that, when she meets with Saul, and she was like, I literally had a psychotic breakdown um, in that moment, and you know they're gonna you know readminister her drugs and find a new treatment or cocktail for her. That whole thing, obviously, it was good to see her trying to finally work on her mental health and yeah. fix that but you know it's it's still very shocking to see the links that she has to go through in order to get to the right frame of mind yeah and again I've said this before you know there's been times when I refer to her as crazy or you know certain uh, phrases but again that's just from a lack of knowledge on our, all of our parts I actually think this show has done a great job of advancing mental health issues with someone like Carrie Matheson and it shows that you know you're able to do your job and and be an amazing person and 
you could do all that and still have this on the side that unfortunately a lot of people face and that's just a reality that's true um so she meets with her lawyer who by the way shout out um her lawyer is the actress that plays black cindy on orange is the new black <laughs> and it took me a few minutes before i recognized because she's in a very different character um no orange jumpsuit i mean obviously <laughs> um but very toned down and demure and she's telling carrie about this plea offer that her sister has offered um visitations every other weekend on a probationary period and then she can get you know more frequent ones but all on the contingency that she has to sign over physical rights right away before even the court hearing and then carrie's not having that she's like well no i still want to get my fair shake um but even in that scene i felt kind of frustrated with carrie still i was like come on carrie like this is still a good option um but she really wants to still fight for her one last chance and see her day in court um, and then even gets to the point where she sends her friend Anson to essentially break into her sister's house for dirt to use she against was ready. her. She was ready. She was going to attack. Like, and who knows? Maybe it was just a, a plan B type of situation. But I feel like she was ready to go in and, you know, see what could happen. I was really happy she didn't go through <laughs> with it. But I was so annoyed at her during those moments because it's like really and then at one point she's like you know that's her medical license like she's seriously about to i know um torpedo her sister's life you know for this chance to keep physical custody when it's like you really shouldn't have it so again i'm so happy that didn't happen but that that kind of had me on like on edge throughout the whole episode i was like please don't revert please don't revert and these are complex characters you know at the end of the day i i've I've never been a mother. I will never be a mother. So I I, <laughs> I don't know what that feeling is like. And we, we've had this discussion with uh, some of our commenters on YouTube and outside of this office. Like, how do you judge an appropriate mother? It's it's difficult. I we, we At the end of the day, we fall on a certain decision and a, a certain opinion. But it's it's something that I myself will never be able to fully comment on well i feel like there was a line that she said to the lawyer um and it was like i'm not just gonna sign over the rights without you know being putting up a fight without having it taken away it was almost so like she was trying to say i don't like the way it looks on paper oh i just signed away my rights i wanted to be like you know she was taken for me and i had no other choice <laughs> they dragged her out of me but like realistically it's like you shouldn't be fighting for her just because it looks better on paper like you really should be thinking about her well-being and what's best for her um by the way so i guess this guy anson is her new buddy now that dante's dead yeah it was gonna happen right like we we miss our buddy Dante. He went out a hero, or as much of a hero as I don't possible. Know if I agree with that. <laughs> as much of a hero as he possibly could. I do feel like they moved on from him very quickly. It's time to move on. Um, yeah. There had there was a funeral apparently that Carrie was late to. We weren't invited. We Thought just, was there. Yeah. Um, and then you know she shows up late. She's not wearing black, and um, <laughs> I mean, little no, but and then she's like, "Oh, I have to say something to his parents." I was like, mm, "I don't know about that," but but then yeah, now she's like going back and forth, going over you know advice with this new buddy who's like, "Okay, yeah, I'll break in. What do you need me to do?" I don't know. It felt very like it was kind of quick. Yeah, we're and, trying to get. And then it's like really, Carrie always needs like 
almost a bad influence telling her, oh yeah, you don't need to fight fire with fire and so forth. I think she's a team player, to be honest. I feel like she can't function by herself. She's a, she's a team player who always needs someone by her side and, and not necessarily someone under her. She just needs a team because she's been willing to work under people. Granted, she goes rogue most of the time. But I, I actually feel like I, I'm, I'm going to think it that way rather than... I, I don't think she needs necessarily bad influences. She just needs people. I think they just end up being bad influences. She's a team player, but she's also like a very individualistic person. Um, so let's talk about Complex. the courtroom. You know, the that whole scene. What did you think? I thought it was great. It actually reminded me of uh, the last uh, Better Call Saul episode with uh, his brother calling oh, him out in court. Chicanery? Chican- yeah. It felt kind of like that. And it felt like it's an opportunity to allow the writers and the directors to really allow the viewer to go in there and be connected because there's no one else. You know, you have about five, six parties in the courtroom. And that's it. So it's up to them to dictate how special that scene goes. And I think her sister did a great job of letting her message be known. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, these scenes are always really paramount because you get to sort of have expositional dialogue and sort of remind the viewers, oh, this, this and this happened and this, this and this happened. And it was kind of a reminder. Oh, you know, Carrie put, I mean, most fresh in our memory, um, Franny in danger because she was in this man's yeah, house yeah, yeah. and these men came and arrested her but not only that you know she's been forgetting to pick her up and not only that you know she's been going on and off you know for most of her life and you know once you start recounting all of that and I feel like even Carrie felt it it's <laughs> like, like oh well crap yeah I guess there's a point here um, <laughs> and then her niece who obviously loves her and you know admires her still had to admit oh you know Franny crawls into my bed at night and cries herself to sleep and all that stuff and then yeah it, it all sort of came to um, a tipping point with her sister finally telling her you know what I've admired you You, I was even jealous of you because you were clearly the special one you were daddy's little daredevil and I was jealous of that. But in return, you know, I get to have this stability that's needed to be a parent. I think it was a way to, because we're taking something away from Carrie. So it was a perfect opportunity to also give something back to Carrie. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, in, in wrestling terms, we put her over. We, we, <laughs> we did. We, we, we decided that our viewers needed to be reminded how special Carrie is. We, we call her a bad mother. We call her crazy most of the time we call her uh decisions pretty irrational but she's special and at its core we know this and yeah that was that was good i agree i feel like even though essentially she lost something she lost custody they really do remind us of how amazing she is and when she was talking about oh you used to wave at planes in the sky i was like oh you know i want i want to be the you know the bright-eyed child who yeah. waves planes at the sky who has all of this like you know excitement and um vision for life and it was really cool it's vision that's what it is it's yeah. vision um and so you know Carrie has this final moment where you kind of don't know what she's going to do with the file of her sister's medical um records of her essentially under a false alias and she does the right thing and doesn't use it. And she agrees to the plea um, bargain with her sister. Um, So that was really cool. And I really loved that that ended up being the result of that. I I think I was was proud of her. I was really proud of my girl. Carrie. I was proud of her as well. I'm very proud of her. 
Um, absolutely. Before we go into the next storyline for this episode, just want a quick reminder for all of you guys. If you haven't already checked it out, you really should um, go visit the podcast Conversations with Maria Menunos. Um, it is hosted by our own AfterBuzz founder and entertainment host and um, actress and, you know, lifestyle expert and all of this stuff. She has all of the information you need to know about your life. Um, They drop a new episode every Friday on iTunes and they cover everything from relationships to, you know, how to help your career and um, simple life advice. Yes. Health, finances, uh, all of this stuff. And she also features celebrity interviews, um, social media influencers. It's a really cool podcast that you guys should definitely check out. Yeah, Maria Menounos is a big sister we all wish we had. And luckily, we do through this <laughs> podcast. So check it out. It's really great. You could you could ask for nothing better than to get advice from one of the leading uh, people in entertainment. So it, it's great. It's a Absolutely. great opportunity. Yeah, so subscribe to that on iTunes, Conversations with Maria Menounos, and it's free. Free. Um, Alrighty, so the next big storyline that happened in episode 10, Clarity, was the whole situation with President Keene and the vice president and, oh, that annoying Senator Paley, Senator who Paley. is gung-ho on removing King, and he wants to invoke the 25th Amendment and essentially remove her from office by getting members of her cabinet to sign off on, you know, sort of a document that says she's unfit to serve. It it is so painful to watch because at some point partisan politics should stop. Like at, at, at there's a cutoff point, and I feel like Senator Paley and his staff are obsessed with not having her as their president. They don't care about any Russian interference. They don't care about any of the optics. They don't care about any of that. They just want her out. Whether it's for personal animosity, whether it's sexism, we don't have enough history of mm-hmm. them together, actually. I think I would like a little flashback episode, maybe. And who knows? Maybe it's if it truly is just sexism, maybe we don't even need a flashback. It's, it's, it's scary how much they—it's scary how much the Russians were able to actually use these useful idiots to accomplish their goals. It's really true because—okay, so before this episode— Paley was sort of on board, like, okay, I saw the intelligence. I see that, you know, it was definitely Russian um, meddling and influence behind a lot of these bad things. And he was on board. But then with the death of Dante, he is somehow convinced that Keane's behind all of it. He's like, you know, the evidence she showed us is just not strong enough. And all of this just looks like cover up. Okay, fine. The fact is, he still has no evidence, though, that Keene even did this. No, no. He, he's like, oh, Keene doesn't have strong enough evidence to prove it's the Russians. You don't have strong enough evidence to prove it's Keene. Right now, you're just basically saying, this looks suspicious. I think it's Keene. And based on that alone, you want to remove her? And regardless of all that, you have pr- you have potential Russian meddling. Whether you believe it or you don't, there's a potential there. And at the end of the day, I feel like it's... A, If you have people that aren't patriotic, if you have people that kind of feel like maybe there's too much government interference in Mm -hmm. other affairs, that's fine. But when you're a U.S. senator, I feel like at that point, you raise the bar in what we expect from you. And someone in that position should be patriotic and they should put country first above anything else. Yeah. And I don't think he cares. Mm -mm. He doesn't even care to potentially investigate the Russia 
situation. That's what I'm saying. They should, okay, fine, you find all of the sketchy. Okay, it, it's definitely sketchy, so call for hearings. Call for an investigation. Call for a special, you know, he prosecutor. Doesn't want that. He doesn't want he that. He is so obsessed with just, okay, we gotta get her out. We gotta get her out. He did this before, and now he's doing it again, and it just, it really feels like a witch hunt. It really <laughs> does. Um, I don't like using, like, extreme terms like that, but it is. So, essentially, in this episode, we sort of hear that he's got a couple of her secretaries on board. We don't know exactly who. She sends Wellington to go talk to her vice president to make sure he's still on their side because none of this can move forward without his cooperation. He's like, I'm on board. Don't worry about it. But then he ends up getting called into like this surprise meeting with Paley, who sort of tells him his side and he goes MIA on the president for like a day and a half, which obviously freaks her out. And he acted offended when she confronted him about it. Yeah. Like, I, I, when the president is calling you, I would think you pick up the phone. And not only that, you know the situation that she's in. Mm-hmm. You know that the situation that's happening at the moment, you should probably at least text her, give her a call saying, hey, I'm just going to think over things tonight. Or just give me a minute. Anything. You did not put her mind at ease. So to come back the next day and be like, oh, you should have trusted me? That's terrible. And it's disingenuous. Like, it's not it's not appropriate. It's garbage. Especially because he was like, I really needed time on my own to think. That means you were weighing on it. And yeah, you ended up falling on her side. But what if you hadn't? Yeah. And she ends up screwed, so she had to take action. I actually was really okay with her firing all of her cabinet members. It seems very authoritarian, but I feel like that was kind of her last and And only move left. I actually don't even think it's authoritarian. She has the right to run her cabinets the way she wishes. Now, if you deplete your cabinets, now you have a potential situation where you're putting the country at harm. Mm -hmm. But you could put whoever you want as a cabinet. Every president has done it, and every president has fired certain cabinet members. I mean, members. even with our current administration, there have been a lot of secretary firings. We got rid firings. of everyone. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just seemed weird that now all of a sudden, just that act itself is being called unconstitutional, and it was bizarre. And then on top of that, when he was like, don't do it, I almost thought, okay, well, maybe she can only fire, like, the main guy whose name's already been leaked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Yeah. That way, you know, they still don't have the numbers. But, I mean, even though it was a drastic move, I kind of felt like she didn't have a choice. She was sort of backed into, into a corner there. I agree. Uh, my only problem was the vice president acting so entitled. He's like, how dare you not trust me? I, I feel like the vice president should have come in and been like, I understand where you came from, but just to let you know, I did think this overnight, and I ended up falling on your side. I'm sorry I didn't give you a call back. That's it! Act like a regular person! And he could have at least texted her at some point during that, <laughs> texted the vice president. But like, you know, be like, you know what, I just <laughs> Emojis. need time. But like, just to go radio silent... Yeah, it's, sorry, it's mean. Dude. It's mean. You know what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And then even to at the end kind of put that ultimatum on her. Like, you're obviously not on her side. No. And you're again, to control her. that's fine if you're not on her side. That's fine. But don't come in and try to tell her how what a horrible person I she is. And what, you know, if she put him on her ticket, yeah, that's you know, true. they ran that's together, true. he should be on her side. And he's all, when he was talking to Wellington, he was like, you know, she's never really come to me for advice or counsel. And she again, you. you know, we've seen um, in history, some presidents and vice presidents have closer bonds than yeah. others. And there have been times where, you know, the vice president 
isn't involved and that's just how it is and other times they're super involved at the end of the day you can't take that as a personal affront and try to writ her from office just because of that i know you still have to take your oath i feel like he was trying to take the high horse like oh you know i'm not no you know you want her job and you're not doing a very good job of hiding it so stop fronting it was a hypocritical oath it really was um so the episode sort of wraps up with carrie you know she agrees to hand over um her daughter to her sister and her husband to take care of them and she agrees to go on this kind of last ditch effort mission with Saul in Russia. Um, which, by the way, I was kind of surprised that Saul kind of asked her pretty quickly after, you know, her recuperating from her health issues to come aboard. It felt kind of an- like not very Saul-like. No, but again, I, I, it comes back to I think the show has done a good job of showing that whatever mental issues you're dealing with, you should still be able to do your job. And mm. a- again, Carrie has proven time and time again, granted, she's done some decisions that are questionable, but she's proven time and time again that she does have an instinct for this and she's special. And I feel like Saul couldn't have asked for a better partner in this situation. And that's what he went with. Yeah, I suppose. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But obviously, you know, it is exciting to see Carrie back in it. So the episode ends with her saying goodbye to Franny and um, hopping in, you know, black van with Saul. And he's like, you ready? And she's like, let's go. And she's about to go all in. She's all in. So it was it was um, a, a kind of nice tie to end that episode. So it was good. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, also, just a quick reminder for everyone, you can check out this Homeland After Buzz show as well as all of the amazing shows that AfterBuzz has on pretty much every single TV show out there on iTunes. So make sure to check that out. Um, if you can't watch like the actual videos, you can listen to the podcast. Um, maybe on your drive to work, or you know, if you have some time, you know, it's a fun thing to. And they're all free. It's a fun to just listen to. And like I said, you can literally find pretty much any show you're a fan of, including Homeland. <laughs> including uh, Homeland. On After Buzz um, TV. Um, so yeah, definitely check out our iTunes. It's good stuff. Especially if you live out in LA, oh, this should definitely be on your playlist. It takes me at least an hour to get LA anywhere. Traffic. So. LA You know traffic. the city's <laughs> So that, check it out. That's tricky right there. All right, so episode 11, all in. Um, focus of most of this episode was this mission in Russia. And um, I was really surprised to find that they sort of start off with diplomatic efforts. Um, at first with the ambassadors and, and Russia, Saul and Carrie, and they're sort of like, hey, where's your boy Evgeny? We gotta talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Get your boy Evgeny, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought it, I actually found that very interesting, and it felt very realistic. To me, this episode wasn't as exciting as previous episodes, in terms of just, you know, adrenaline flowing through uh, through us, but... It felt very realistic, and it felt like the type of situation that actually does happen. You know, we just had in the news, uh, Russia was accused of actually killing a former spy of theirs in Mm -hmm, London. mm -hmm. And the only thing that France and London and the U.S. responded with was through diplomatic efforts. I feel like we're all big countries, so it's kind of hard for anyone to truly just wage war or try to poke someone too much so for the most part i feel like that's how things are handled but behind the scenes obviously as we see in this episode we're we're not trying to do things diplomatically we're trying to take care of business i mean i think yefgeny kind of hit the nail on the head when they finally do bring him in and he's just like you know the cold war never really ended not with you know not on your side and he starts listing all of these um you know 
what he seems as assaults directly to Russia from the U.S. Yeah. And, um, Carrie and Saul are literally just there to talk about, um, you know, the assassination of McClendon, the whole thing that happened, the, the riot that happened, um, you know, with the kids um, and the standoff. And then now um, with uh, with Simone and um, the murder of Dante. And he's just like, no, this goes before, this goes way beyond that, before that. And so obviously the the conflict is rooted very deep with these you know russian spies and obviously with the afghani um i feel like that felt more like the way they use propaganda on their soldiers and mm-hmm. on their people i mean he has a point like obviously you meddle in affairs and we're a big country we're obviously gonna be involved in things whether we like it or we don't and whether we're right or we're not some most of the time but we for him to use that as an excuse for his actions it's a, it's hypocritical because at the end of the day every country is responsible for their own growth for mm-hmm. their own actions and i feel like because russia has struggled past world war 2 they they've resorted to just having resentment towards other european countries and that's where i feel like as he was saying that it felt like that's exactly how they train their spies you know these are bad people don't ever Mm -hmm. fall for Mm -hmm. them don't ever think that they're good people and so that's where i saw that speech coming from yeah and in i mean in the universe that is homeland we haven't seen any instances of the u.s actively trying to attack and undermine russian government whereas like yeah not in homeland that's true not i mean Exactly. So, you know, what they are doing is actively trying to dismantle a presidency, the legitimacy of government, of the truth. Um, So obviously, their more blatant war actions almost, you know? And who knows? We kind of don't know their reasoning. If it's just to... I mean, that's his reasoning, apparently. No, but we don't know what their end results are is like we don't know and i think saul has brought this up we n- we're not sure if it's just to cause chaos it might have just been to get rid of keen mm-hmm. who knows I-, I feel like going back actually to season three which is when brody died i think we were trying to actually replace a certain government so uh, there are potential things that you could even call back in homeland of us doing t- stuff like that mm-hmm. but we had a particular goal and through our eyes it was to advance democracy I don't know what their goal is. And if it's just for nefarious reasons, that's terrible. I believe it is. I don't necessarily think, and again, within the Homeland universe, that they are particularly after Keen. I feel like they wanted to just get rid of the president, create chaos, create instability, um, and so forth. And just put America in a bad light. While all this is happening, you know, Carrie and her team, they are on a mission to try to get Simone. This is essentially, when they go, they're doing it because Prince. Keen's presidency is sort of wavering as far as, um, you know, there are attacks, you know, to try to remove her from office. But by the time they're there, it, it just happens. And so now this is literally the only thing that could potentially save her administration, her presidency. Isn't it crazy? Everything yeah. hinges on this woman. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, it's so crazy. And by the way, if I haven't already said this, Senator Paley is the worst. I think at this point, it, it's treasonous. It's treasonous. Right? Because you even are acting with their own, uh, with their country against your own. And his assistant was brutal. She was like, no, you need to go out there and speak to their ambassador. And what are the Russians going to think? And it's like, what? What are you talking about? 
talking about? Who cares what the Russians think? They were, they were ready to throw salt to the wolves. This, this CIA public official who has dedicated his life to this type of work, and you're just willing to throw it out there, again, for partisan reasons. Terrible. Ter- I agree. It's just... I mean, obviously, they are setting him up to be a villain because, I mean, at one point, he's like, okay, I really believe Keem's behind all this. This is all shady. But then at some point, you know that there is some truth to what she's saying. Yeah, you yeah. know there's Russian involvement. But now you're trying to turn a blind eye to it because now you don't want to look dumb or you don't want to stop what you've already set in motion. Because you truly want to get rid of President Keem. And then, and then she essentially convinces him to, oh, okay, why don't you have a conversation with the ambassador and let give them a heads up Now you're deliberately (laughs) giving a foreign entity intelligence about a U.S. operation. How is that not treasonous? I actually think, uh, this might be extreme, that that might be like the most disgusting character in Homeland history. I feel like even the worst of people, they at least have conviction and they have certain beliefs that they were doing everything for. Again, maybe for terrible and illogical reasons. Mm-hmm. But someone like Senator Paley, oh my God, like you're you're a well respected senator. You work for the you work for this country. You're elected by by the populace. And all you're thinking about is trying to take down one person that you don't agree with and you're willing to harm your country by allowing a, a foreign entity to come in. That's it's terrible. And he's doing this under the guise of, oh, you know, I'm doing this for the country. The country will be better off. You know you're just telling yourself that. But you even, don't actually believe that. Even that, he's saying they'll be better off because we can't have her as president. You don't care about how we get there. His ends will justify whatever means he uses. Mm-hmm. And if that means includes treason, he's willing to do that. That's horrifying. A, a respected U.S. senator. It's crazy. It, it's absolutely crazy. That's and then, disgusting. you know, the scene where the vice president comes into the Oval Office and Keen's just like, you know, this was never supposed to happen. Like, this is insane. And he's just like, uh, he's just stone cold. Like, I'm here to remove you from your duty. And it, ah, uh, it's. It's so gross. It's gross, that right? That happened. I was like, I- I'm still hoping that, you know, this gets resolved, you know, with Carrie and Saul and getting Simone. And we're close to that. But, oh, my gosh, it it's so, like, I'm actually, going through all of this. I'm actually gross. thinking that, like, the season might end on a somber note. Again, that, that happens in real life. And, unfortunately, you do have people that are so involved in their own head and thinking that they have to be right. And they have their prejudice against certain mm-hmm. people. They're willing to go the distance to prove themselves right. And when that comes from your own government, th- what do you do, man? Like, what, that's gross. It's tough. Um by the way, quickly, I was surprised that that one hacker guy that Saul had kind of quickly caved into Senator Paley's assistant and sort of gave that information. I mean, he, he didn't give information that was... I mean, I guess he did. That was super damning. <laughs> We're like trying like, to well, debate. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe they'll see the light, but then they ended up using it against him. But I was like, dude. And then later when like Max is trying to tell him, oh, hey, put this on, he's kind of wavering. I'm like, dude. I was going to say, Saul should have done a better job of preparing his people. But again, you don't expect the U.S. senator to come in and be like, hey, why are you guys messing with the Russians? It's like, wait, what? Like, that you would never expect that. So at, at some point, I also can't fall Saul for that. Yeah, so I mean, the Supreme Court, I guess, ruled, they said four to five to re- remove Keen. Yeah. While this is happening... 
I'm I'm, for the, yeah, yeah. In, in, <laughs> against her. Um, so while this is all happening, you know, Carrie and Saul are trying to retrieve Simone and they find her, but that operation doesn't go right. Possibly because of the information. Paley it was Paula, they so kind of, the information. Saul was not completely sure, but it could have been. But then eventually, um, you know, the woman on Saul's team, the professor, who I love, she's pretty cool. Yeah, she is she's cool. I bad. actually hope she's she sticks around. Yes, I agree. She was like, you know, why don't we try to use what they do against us and cre- uh, like capitalize on the divisions? Actually, no, I'm sorry. That was Carrie's idea. But then she was but like, she br- that's yeah. a great, that's a great. And so she sort of helps us like this guy, he already doesn't really like them. There's resentment there. That itself is not enough. <laughs> But if we go after his money, he will be the one that helps us. And that ends up working out. Yes. Also, I just realized, wasn't she in Orange is the New Black as well? I think she's one of the CEOs, which is kind of oh, cool. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anywho. So, yes. yeah. They, they, they I, I don't know why they haven't thought of this yet. But they basically come to the conclusion that as long as you go after the oligarchs in Russia that have their money tied to America... That's, money speaks. Money speaks. And again, I think this episode did a great job of bringing us to the current situation that's mm-hmm. happening right now. Uh, the Magnitsky Act is a big point of topic with the current administration because that that got signed in 2012. And that was meant to punish Russia uh, for their actions. And it was supposed to take money away from people that killed one of their former spies. So by doing that, they froze all of their money. And so it kind of related back to this, where you have all these powerful people that work in Russia. But Russia's economy isn't that stable. It's actually had some trouble. And so in order for them to save their money in a bank that's reliable, they've hit it in the U.S. in Mm -hmm. multiple banks that way. And so the best way to get them is by freezing their money or stealing their money, whatever you want to do with it. And obviously, it was smart. It was smart. And so he does help um, them get a location on Simone. And then Carrie has to go in herself, get her hands dirty. And she's climbing on the side of buildings (laughs) to get to Simone. That felt very, uh, if you've ever played Assassin's Creed or Splinter Cell. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was was hyped for that. That Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, So then, um, so yeah, she finally, you know, face to face with Simone. Guns are up. And she, I mean, she tells her obviously to try to get her to come but I think she obviously has a valid point it's like you know what at some point you are going to be more of a problem for them so you might you have to come with us like and she it works and I mean I feel like even like during that scene you see Yevgeny who loves her doesn't want to kill her he has a gun like I really think he was about to go in and kill her yeah I don't doubt it um but she Carrie gets her out our girl Carrie gets her out, and they do the little wig switcheroo, which was great. She she does that. She, she kind like of tricks me. That. Like we should know better, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, she's in that car," and I was like, "Damn it!" She and then it's like, "No way, that's Carrie." Like she's we should know better. Carrie Come wig. on. So that was really cool. I like that. So it looks like they've got her, and you know now it's just waiting to see if they can get her over to the U.S. and fix everything. But as we know. I don't know if Saul still has authorization because now we're under a new presidency. So they did. And that was called into question this episode. Well, they also did say that it would have to take two thirds of Congress for this to go through. It seems a little premature to just kick her out of the White House. Yeah. If that's not approved yet. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think we've ever. Maybe we have evoked the 25th Amendment, but it felt like a bit 
a bit early for them to just start doing that. We'll get into that with predictions. With but predictions. Really quick, <laughs> um, before we move on from this episode, I want to give a shout out. We saw um, Dara Dahl this episode. We did. That's yeah, right. That's right. Cool. He had a little scene in there, which was kind of, he's, I mean, he's been in jail this time. <laughs> and Bailey's trying to ask him all these questions. He's like, dude, I've been in, I can tell you sort of what I can guess from this situation, but I've been in jail this whole time. Like, calm down. And Senator Paley again, going the shady route. Shady, shady. Like, you know that this man. Even get- him and um, him and the VP, both of them, they're, they're doing the they're country really? wrong. But it was cool. It was cool to see like him that. Like in that, that scene. Um, let's go into a couple of Homeland news before we get into predictions. Yeah, let's do it. After TV news. Okay, so we got a lot of news this week from Claire Danes. Yeah. Um, first, she announced that the next season, which will be Homeland's eighth season, will be officially be the last season last of the show. Last season of Homeland. What do you think about that? I think it's time. I feel like, I actually, they always win me back by the end of the season, <laughs> but I think it's time. I think the show did a great job of capturing what it's like protecting the homeland. So, I think it, I, I'm okay with it. I agree. And I feel like, I mean, obviously this show doesn't have a problem going balls to the wall. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't think of a better metaphor for that. But especially now, knowing that it'll be the last season, I just think they're gonna go insanely That's true. big. That's true. Like, Carrie's gonna go crazier than ever. The missions are gonna be crazier. More is gonna be at stake. And... I think it's going to be amazing. I agree. And I think we're kind of past that era in our nation at, in terms of shows like 24, you know, uh, post 9-11. So I'm okay with it. I think it's yeah. time. I think, I mean, I think it, it's been such a good, consistent show um, for very long. It'll be sad to see it go. But I think it will definitely, it's a good time before it really starts to start feeling yeah. like it's, um, you know, staying, and, warming, warming out. Welcome. And you're right. It'll go out with a bang. Exactly. It, um, also, Claire Danes announced that she's pregnant with her second child. She's having a baby. Yeah, which is exciting um, with uh, her husband, Hugh Dancy. And she told Jimmy Fallon that she actually was in her first trimester while she was shooting this current season, the seventh season That's of Homeland. That's crazy, and right? And she actually hid it from the show's cast and crew for a while, which must have been tough. I know. I think it's really cool how a lot of these actresses are you know, they're getting pregnant and they're still, they're, they're doing, they, they go to work and they do them. She was saying that, like, she was getting, um, it was during that time where she was getting a lot of, like, morning sickness and nausea. She was taking naps between the tapes. <laughs> but, like, if I'm watching the season, I would have never guessed, basically, because Claire Danes is amazing. She is. She gets a job done. So, that was um, cool news that we got this week. Um, all right, cool. So, let's get into predictions before we wrap up. And now, <laughs> Predictions. There's a lot of good music happening. I'm just gonna linger on this creepy alien sound. Okay, cool. Um, so next week is the season finale. Oh my goodness! Season finale. Um, couple quick predictions. Just throw them out. Uh, I think it's gonna end bad. <laughs> I had a lot of hope. I think it really. Yeah. Okay. Did you honestly think they would invoke the 25th? I didn't. There you go. I, this is gonna end terribly. I, I don't have hope. And the fact that they announced the eighth season as their last season, this is going to end terribly. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> hopeful. 
this mission with Carrie and Simone, it's going to work out. They're going to save Keen's presidency. Ooh. I'm not saying she won't still have like a rocky road ahead, but obviously if they come back with Simone and she's the witness and can attest to everything really being the Russians' faults, um, faults, faults, um, yeah. then it will at least, you know, reverse the 25th Amendment. I'm sure there'll still be investigations and hearings as there should be, but I think, especially going into the final and eighth season, they're not going to throw us a new president. I don't think so. I think I think we're gonna stick with Keen till the end, and um, our girl Carrie's gonna deliver. <sighs> I wish to be as hopeful. Another prediction, and this is more of a hopeful thing. I do want to see Senator Paley and the vice president investigated, especially Senator Paley, because I feel like his actions now completely align with helping a foreign entity yeah. against U.S. interests. So he needs to be tried for treason. I know. I don't want them investigated. I want them in prison. I mean, they need to investigate first. Fine, fine. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I no, that guy's gross. It's so gross. I wish I had a better attitude for that. But it's just like that's all he deserves. Really. Um, And then um, yeah. we saw a little bit more of Anson these last two episodes, who I guess is, like I said, well, yeah, Carrie's yeah. new BFF. Um, <laughs> I was seeing online some people about how he could be next year's Quinn, because if you remember, when Quinn first started off, he was just kind of like a random yeah. bad guy. He wasn't even the main guy. Like, this guy wasn't in the beginning. It was um, Dante. And then he sort of moved up. But now that he's helping Carrie, he's sticking around, he might be a bigger part of next season. I kind of think I could see that as and well. And I could see that as well. And I don't mind it. I mean, obviously, they went us over with these characters. You know, Dante was kind of a nice addition. Mm-hmm. by the end of it. So, mm-hmm. so be it. I'm okay with it. And then, um, so obviously we saw Carrie and Franny's storyline wrapped up. So I feel like that's probably the last that we've seen of that and we'll sort of just focus on Spy Carrie from here on out. She's all in, baby. Exactly. She's all in. Any, any, anything else? That, she's all in. That's all I want. Alright, cool. I'm very excited for the finale next next week. Um, you definitely want to tune in. We're going to break it down, download, and, you know, just be hype. We're going to be, be hype. hype. We're going to be hype. Alright, Roger, where can the good folks <laughs> find you? Alright, my name's Roger and you can find me on Twitter at Roger underscore Corral. All right, fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Leslie that Face. Thank you so much for watching. Please leave any comments or questions you have below and we'll try to address them um, next week for the Homeland finale. Thanks so much, you guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 